0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew.
1: And I sure am Kelly.
0: Happy 100 episodes, Kelly. Woo! Woo! Ah, I wish the audience could see that Kelly is clicking all of the, uh, in Google chat, what did they call poppers? The excited poppers.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah, pop- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They couldn't see that, obviously. They could probably hear the click, 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 click. But now they know. 100 episodes Yippee. of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew, as of right now at time of listening, have been released. Yippee. I'd, that's crazy. I, I feel like... Literally, no one could have listened to any of these episodes, and it would still be an accomplishment. But thankfully, there are some people listening, and we value them deeply. I Well, I do. Do you?
1: Yes, I do. Okay. Just I making sure. Absolutely do.
0: Um, Last episode was about my favorite video games and favorite video game experiences. Before that was Kelly's. Uh, we got something a little weird this time. A little unusual.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A little... Not entirely related to video games, a little f- history lesson. Yeah. In 1968, oh. the United. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. No, no, no. We'll just talk about us. <laughs> hey, Kelly. Yeah. I. There's no structure to this one. I wrote like I wrote out like a general timeline, so I didn't like forget anything important about our friendship. Oh, I see. But let's just, see, just take things from each other. Okay. Let's just go back and forth and share stories. And uh, if you know us and you think there's some connection you might have to this story, uh, stay tuned because we're not going to be afraid to name drop people today. We're going to be very specific about <laughs> places, times, and people. Yeah. Um. Wow. Wow. How many years have we known each other?
1: Um, eight.
0: Yeah, that's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> not that we've known each other eight years, just that it, I. In my brain, I'm like, no, that's five years ago because I'm seeing 2015. I'm like, it's 2020 now. No, it's not. It's Uh, 2023.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit wild.
0: What are we going to do for an eight-year friend anniversary?
1: I don't know. We're going to have to come up with something um, eight-themed. We could play billiards because you have to hit the eight ball at the end.
0: (laughs) No, I'm good. Uh, (laughs) Um... I'll just get us started with with letting you know how this happened, how we came to be. I started college a year after Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you tell me because uh, I I know the details, but I don't want to get anything wrong. Kind of give a, a gear up the year before I got to school of like where you lived and who you knew that connected us together because I don't want to get any details wrong.
1: Sure. So I uh started college in 2014. Uh, I went. With two of my close friends, we all went to the same college, my friends Elena and Nicholas. Um, I lived in Olson Hall, which at the time was sort of uh, designated for journalism and mass communication students. So the JMC program at Kent was really uh, all-encompassing. So it was like journalism, multimedia, uh, graphic design, um, you know, it, it was just a big category. Um, So a lot of people lived in Olsen. And I remember when I lived there, there was no air conditioning and it was so hot. But anyway, (laughs) that's not an important part of the story. But Yes, um, it is.
0: It is important.
1: It's pretty important. So my friends Nicholas and Elena, they lived in the Honors College dorm, which was actually right across the way from Olsen. So I spent a lot of time over there. Um, And my friend Nicholas was like, hey, you know what? I really want to become an RA next year, Um, a resident assistant. And I was like, okay. I mean, I don't really see that as a path for you because you've never been like responsible for a group of people before, but not to air out Nicholas's business. I or hope anything.
0: Nick, if you're listening, hey, I hope you're, <laughs> en- I hope you're enjoying Kelly talk about you.
1: Um, but you know, it, it, oh, we supported him and eventually he did get approved to be an RA and he was approved to start as an RA at Olson Hall, uh, Next year. So funnily enough, I had actually been approved to go live at the Honors College, even though I wasn't an honors student. Um, So we kind of switched. So I moved into the Honors College Hall and Nicholas moved into Olson. And lo and behold, he was an RA for an all boys floor uh, because Olson was mixed. Um, And and then there were like two floors that were all the same gender and then two floors that were kind of mixed. So I don't know if that's different now. I don't think that. It, anyway, the point is, is that I spent a lot of time <laughs> over there because I didn't really know anyone in the Honors College anymore. My friend Elena had moved and was now living off campus. So I was spending a lot of time over in Olson Hall um, because I was still good friends with Nicholas. And, and most of the friends that I made my freshman year um, were either through him or, well, I'm pretty sure they were all through him, uh, which is a trend <laughs> that you'll see. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, you know, like I said, it was an all boys floor. So it was kind of like, I was over there and it was kind of like, this is a lot of, bo- this is a lot of boys. Um, <laughs> and some in some good, uh, some bad. Um, and you know, it was fun and it was also not fun. <laughs> so anyway, um, w- w- one of the, The residence on Nicholas's floor was uh, uh, Andrew, um, who that's me, who is my perfect co-host, as we know. Um, And we met because I how do we even meet? We met because I was we were down in the lounge and we were talking about video games. And I was like, well, I know about video games. And Andrew was like, oh, do you? And I was like, yeah, I do. And I proved him to him that I did. Um, because I had some deep lore, some deep Kingdom Hearts lore in my back pocket. Um, and, you know. I
0: th- I think the funny part about that. Well, so that night was half in the lounge. And I remember that that conversation happened in Dylan and BJ's room with like 18 people. Yes. I don't know why we ended up there. That was Olsen Hall, second floor, far end. Uh, And the funny thing was, because like I wasn't trying to like man's playing video games to you but I said oh I love video games and you said oh I love them too and I'm like oh yeah you' like play a lot of things and you were like ask me any question and I will know the answer <laughs> well it wasn't me... like I was like well do you like I wasn't trying to like let test me... you let me qual- ask let me. me
1: qualify this so in my experience in my life when you're talking to a man yes. and I'm not saying this as an offense to you, Andrew, because no, you No, know... you
0: should assume the worst of all men. I'm not <laughs> feeling bad about that.
1: Typically, when you say that you like video games, they'll be like, oh, what do you play? Or they'll be like, oh. And then they'll give you a little pop quiz. Um So yeah. I was already on the defense. But Andrew <laughs> wasn't, said, Andrew said, wasn't quiz like
0: me." <laughs> well, I mean, I was because you told me to. And then I said, okay, who made Kingdom Hearts? And you said Tetsuya Nomura. And I was like, okay, you passed. Yeah. Well, I was like amazed, actually. I was like, oh my... Because like, nobody knows that. It has nothing to do with like... Man or woman is like, if nobody knows Tetsuya Nomura's name, which, like, I mean, a lot of people do now, but like, it just was crazy to meet somebody. Cause, like, in high school, I didn't know, I didn't know, like, the thoroughest of gamers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple of us that were really into it, but like, you know, first thing college, I want to say this probably happened like early September, right? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was very early in the year. And because, well, uh, well, I, so, uh, How do I explain this? I started uh, seeing someone on Nicholas's floor and I just ended up spending a lot of time there between Nicholas and this other person. And uh, I ended up becoming better friends with this other person's friends and stuff than I was with them. And then we stopped seeing each other. It was uh, not a great situation, but I was still around all the time. And I was like, hey, what's up? Thought you got rid of me. Sorry. It was like I probably was the most obnoxious person. But
0: no, you weren't. You were great.
1: It was a span of like September through early October. And that was like when you and I started becoming friends and when you and I got close. um, And then obviously the show, the radio show was a big part of that. too.
0: Well, because I think. So we'll we'll go back to the radio show to be, but it's not linear right now. I remember that Halloween of 2015, I want to say it was like the day before that situation ended. Like it was very, very close to the ending. Yes. You and I were just sitting there and I think that was the first day because you and I were, were, you know, casual friends. But like we had a very big heart to heart on Halloween of 2015 Um, because I was I was not a partier. I did not really leave the dorm a lot. Um, I was friends with a lot of people. I got around a lot, but like I didn't leave the dorm for parties because I wasn't a drinker. I didn't really I had social anxiety. So I would like receive people as they returned. Mm-hmm. Um so I think you had been out with a group of people and you came back and then you and I just like while you're in costume, some kind of costume. I was and a I'm panda just, bear. You were a panda bear I and I was Andrew. <laughs> We had this like really deep heart to heart in somebody else's room. It was neither of our rooms Mm -hmm. Um, because that's how that's how Olson worked. You had lots of like important formative experiences and rarely did they occur where they would (laughs) naturally like they were never in your own room. Yeah. Um, Because like my roommate situation was rough that year. Um, He did. My roommate did not leave the room at all. Not just like me like didn't leave the building like he would not leave the room and did not want people in the room. So I was basically forced to, if I wanted to speak to other people, I was not in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, we so were in f-
1: Brendan's room.
0: Yeah, okay. I knew we were leaning on somebody's bed. I don't know why that, but like...
1: And we were eating Oreos.
0: We were! How do you... Wow.
1: I remember because I was dressed as a panda and I thought it was funny that we were eating Oreos.
0: Yeah, That is funny. I I remembered like the general... I could have been Nick Peter's bed though, but like that's why I was like, I know it was somebody else's room. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 because I never, I, I mean, I didn't go to your room even once, so that was nothing ever happened at Stouffer. Yeah, because nobody was over there.
1: It was just me. And why would
0: they be? Right. <laughs> People like gathered in hallways of Olson. You know, that's how things happen. My picture, I'm gonna pull it up. Obviously, the audience can't see this, but my contact picture of Kelly has not changed since 2015, and Kelly was, <laughs> I was drinking a chocolate milk, um, like straight from the, uh half gallon carton and the little like brown tamper band protective part mm-hmm. the circle part fell off and kelly picked it up and just pretended it was a monocle for like <laughs> 30 minutes and my contact picture is her and a beanie holding the monocle looking off into the distance and has been that since probably september of 2015 which is crazy yeah um but early in 2015 uh I'll I'll tell the story since Kelly gets Kelly gets introduced after the start. Somebody posts posters all over Olsen, and then I think in the student center that says, like, do you want to be part of a video game radio show? And I kind of knew friend of the show Cameron at the time. Um we weren't super close yet, but we like kinda knew each other. And then I was all pretty close with Colin, um, who you know kelly would know later but i don't she wasn't connected to this story yet me and colin specifically saw this poster and were like hey you and i have been talking about like persona 4 a lot why don't we like go check this out and it was just like a meet me in the it was basically like are you interested meet me here at this time and it was in the student center so we all met up got wow bow or something weird um (laughs) and it was me colin cameron Chris Cherick, who was the host. He was the one who posted these posters. Um, Danny Murphy, uh, and then a couple other names who I cannot recall, there were some people that didn't end up on the show that that were present. Um, I'm sorry, there's the history of of this show is kind of like old and, and faded in some ways, but so we all like are like, yeah, let's do it. Let's audition. So we decided that we'll go in as a team. So we went to the Black Squirrel Radio booth. For audition days, we didn't have a name picked yet, um, but they were like, okay, you got, a sh- you got a show. So we were Friday at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. We had a show, and we decided to call it The Cast of Us, which is because, you know, it's funny. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a pun. And The Last of Us was very fresh on every everybody's mind at the time. Um, I'm not going to give assignment to who said that because I don't remember who came up with that. If you're listening right now and you came up with it, I'm sorry. Tell me. Uh, <laughs> I'll do and I'll do a, a, a what's the word a correction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think we had like one. Maybe two episodes and um, I think you had heard about it because like I mean you heard about it because it was a bunch of people from Olsen. Right. 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 So you come up to me because you and I were friends and you're like. Let me in. I want in.
1: I was like, get me on that show. I love talking.
0: I love talking. I
1: love yipping and yapping.
0: So I'm like, oh, okay. And we're like talking in the hallway directly next to the room of Chris Cherrick, the host. So I go down. I want to say he like had his door open. He was playing destiny. Um, (laughs) And I just knock and I'm like, hey, this is Kelly. She wants to be on the show. And, you know. He he did like, I guess, like a soft interview because what do you I, that's how you do it, I guess. Yeah. And then I mean, there was you, you knew your stuff and you were f- pleasant to talk to. So that's kind of all it took to get on BSR.
1: Yeah. It, well, it was. Yeah. And it was very much like um, the thing about the cast of us. And this was probably established a little bit later on. But there was like a rotating cast of people. Sometimes people would come on yeah. and sometimes they would not. And sometimes somebody would be here for this episode and not for another episode. So I think maybe it originally had started as like, oh, Kelly will come on for an episode. And then like if she wants to stick around, she can. Um, yeah. Which ended up being I was there for like pretty much almost all of it.
0: Right. No, I mean, until like basically the end. Until because it it was it was it was a rotating cast and it was confusing and kind of difficult to manage um so then it got to a point where i was like oh why don't we just like it's a two-hour show let's just basically split it so um early on it was like we'd be like told because chris would just manage who was going to be on and be like okay here's who's on hour one here's who's on hour two and it would be kind of random so like sometimes you'd be on with danny murphy and then later his, his cousin ryan murphy joined um jack beja was on and you knew that jack beja and Sierra would be on and you'd be talking about Destiny. Danny mm-hmm. and Ryan Murphy would be on, you'd be talking about Smash and Kingdom Hearts. Uh mm-hmm. there was always kind of like this flow and we talked about news, but it was mostly just, you know, shooting the poo. You just talked about random stuff. Yeah. Um yeah, it was very fun. And then after a certain point, it kind of just became established that one half was so I, I ended up staying on the full show because I would help Chris with like managing stories and stuff. Um and then other people would cycle in and out. So there'd be the one half that's like the the Murphy hour with like Jack Beja and Sierra and, and sometimes some other people. And then there would be the uh, Cameron, Kelly, Andrew hour. Yeah. Um, and Chris still there, of course. Um, he was there. He was the through line. Um, and that was just we became we're just such good friends at this point because Cameron and I live near each other. Kelly, uh, we couldn't get rid of, was around all the time. <laughs>
1: I was like a Paris. I was like a leech. I was like, let me in there.
0: Yeah. Um. So, Cameron and I at this point we like had grown a lot closer, and we were getting lunches every week and stuff. I mean, every week is an understatement. We got them like multiple times a week <laughs> yeah. at the Quaker. Um. I do know that we were getting lunch at Quaker, and we'd sit in the same exact seat every week, if it was available, um, because we'd show up. But after my history class, which ended at three, so we go to Quaker after that, and we called it CAMU, C-A-M-E-W, <laughs> because um, we would go and we'd eat at the same table, and it was a three-seat table, um, and we named the seat Wallace. Yes. So it was Cameron and Andrew's meal eaten with Wallace. CAMU.
1: <laughs> but the fact that it was a three-seat table was almost destiny, if you think about it. Yes, like that seat was n- always waiting to be filled.
0: Right, and instead of making it uh, Cameron Andrew's meal eaten with Kelly, it stayed Wallace. <laughs> so it became Cameron and Andrew's meal eaten with Wallace and Kelly. It became Cam <laughs> Camuke, as we yes. called it. Yeah. Um, so so Kelly started joining as much as she could because I think you had class or like you had obligations sometimes, but you were there as much as you could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that started early 2015, well, not early 2015, early of that school year. Um, ironically, I think one of the earliest video game memories I have with you is from November of 2015. Um, because you and I were both super pumped for fallout four, which yes. had been announced at E3 that year. Um, and we didn't, you didn't have a car that year, right? No, I did. not Okay. Nor did I. Cause I lived in Olson. You lived in Stover or Johnson. Um, and the only place you could walk to that had video games, I mean, you could walk anywhere. But the only place that was in a reasonable walking distance that sold video games was the Exchange in downtown Kent. Um, so Kelly and I made the trek, which, like, in retrospect, it wasn't very far. But, like, it was this big, exciting thing. We're like, oh, we're going to get Fallout 4. So, like, we bought this game day one. I just remember the way there we were just, like, talking about, like, what it could be like. And the way back we were just, like, dancing with our copies in our hands.
1: Yeah. I remember being very – I remember you called them in advance to ask if they had copies and if they could set two copies aside for us. And I oh. always remember being very grateful for that because it was a very considerate thing to do, something that I wouldn't think to do. Um, yeah. I would well, just was, show up. It was a then, big launch. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would just show up and be like, hey, you got, you got a copy for me? And they'd be like, no, sorry, sister. They're all sold out. So, I remember that distinctly. And I remember, um, like I said, I, I mentioned this. Mm, I can't remember if it was last week's episode or the week before, but when I got it and I got back to my dorm room to play it, my roommate was asleep. So, I had to be really, really quiet. I had the volume oh, down. Yeah, to yeah, like yeah. Two, literally. So, I could barely hear the game because <laughs> I didn't think to use headphones. I didn't even think I had any. So, it, I, yeah. it was just funny. I mean,
0: I did the same. I did the same. I think my roommate might have also been asleep. Did we have the same experience?
1: Probably. Um,
0: but I had like these wireless headphones that plugged into my TV at the time, um, which like, in retrospect. Why didn't I just buy a pair of headphones and plug it into my PS4 controller? Oh, well. Um, <laughs> so I remember I played with those. I think I got yelled at. It was either that game or, f- or uh, Metal Gear Solid 5. I was playing at like 1130 p.m. on a Tuesday and my roommate like woke up and he was like, Andrew, Andrew. And like, I didn't hear him because I had my headphones on. And I was just, and eventually I heard him and I like moved a headphone and I was like, yeah. And he's just like, it's 1130. And I was just like, yeah, because like my TV did not face him and I had headphones on. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but like you have to accept a little bit of click clack of the controller sometimes. Yeah. Um there was a lot of tension in that roommate situation. We don't need to go into that. <laughs> that does not have connection to the history of Kelly and Andrew specifically. It probably contributed to our friendship because I was always never in my room.
1: Right, right.
0: I mean, I guess you could say never in my room. I don't know why I needed the always.
1: I was always never in my room. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> redundant.
0: And like Kelly said, Olsen did not have air conditioning. So for the first like month of the year, you had to hang out in like common spaces or lounges just not to boil alive.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so that was that was our first semester of college. That was a, I mean, I knew that the first semester is like the most pivotal part, but that's pretty important.
1: Yeah, and the truth is is that like I was you know, there was just a lot going on. I mean, outside of the context of yours and mine's like friendship, there was just a lot going on, you know, around us. Yeah. a, a lot of drama, a lot of like
0: Oh, a lot of drama. A
1: lot of drama. So I think that is also part of it is like when you meet somebody that is not uh, dramatic dramatic and annoying like that. Not that that's annoying, but when you meet someone who's not a part of it, you kind of are like you hang out with them more because obviously they're not bringing that drama to you. Now, I will say I was at in part of the drama, so I can't really say too much, <laughs> but um,
0: yeah, but I, I to put it s- bluntly and simply, I did not have a dating life in college maybe not my choice but I didn't have a dating life in college which mostly connects you to a lack of drama you know
1: that's true yeah dating always is can be a source for drama
0: in college yes for sure yes so I was like the I was the pure I was the pure child who was not (laughs) not connected to any of the drama but very I guess fun to talk to well you talked to me for years so I guess I, I must be okay to talk to
1: yeah you're all right Thanks. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so we went home for the for the winter, enjoyed our Christmas breaks, came back. Uh, early in that spring semester, um, a couple things happened. I talked a little bit about this, and so did Kelly. Fire Emblem Fates came out. And I feel like that was the first time, obviously Fallout 4 we all played together, but like, let's be honest, it kind of disappointed a little bit, so it was kind of hard to talk about. Fire Emblem Fates, I feel like was the first game where, like, especially you and I were just like fully in sync playing this game together, like talking about it constantly and playing it constantly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I have such fond memories of that game, not for the game reason, but for like the context around it.
1: Yeah, I I was very excited for that game because it had already released in Japan, and it had been out for like a year in Japan yeah. already. So a it was while. yeah, so it was like. I had so many like story spoilers and like I don't know, I was just very excited for it because I loved Awakening so much. Um, which was the last Fire Emblem game before it. Yeah. But uh but yeah, and in it and it's true. I mean, you build those fond memories like when you play something at the same time as somebody and you talk about it. I mean, we talked about it all the time. So it was like Yeah, that's kind of what I associate the game with, you
0: know. We probably talked about it on the cast of us, like several hours collectively, oh yeah, um early in that semester, we also commenced as I wrote down our lunches, so we saw each other very regularly um but I remember I had uh I worked on what was called a flash cast at Kent, which was a um like a morning newscast um and that wrapped up around like eleven, so you would do this little newscast live and then you would you know go about your day and somebody who worked on it um i'm not going to name drop her uh but we were sort of starting to to get into the throes of of talking not not speaking but talking you know mhm uh and i'm like oh let's get like let's get lunch after this so we get we go to get lunch and lo and behold i see kelly sitting at a table and she's sitting with my other friend and her friend lydia and then a third person who I do not know, who uh much history would come from, <laughs> Etwa. So I'm like, Oh, it's it's Kelly. I go up, hey Kelly, hey Lydia, hi other person, introduce, oh, this is Etwa. and I'm like, oh this is the this is person. Um so the five of us sit there, we're having a great time, and at some point you're like, Yeah, we have class before this. Like you had a class till right before that and I had the flashcast every week. So we're like, let's meet up. Let's make this happen every week. Um, the person that I brought uh, did not sustain, but the lunches did. And I feel like those lunches are just such an interesting and pivotal thing because like it was always me and you and Lydia and Etwa, but there was just this cycle, this absolute cavalcade of random people <laughs> that would always join. And like, you never know who would be there that week.
1: Yeah, it it was certainly an interesting situation. Especially at because Kent people Market would two. come who, was, who you'd be like, oh, I didn't know we were cool like that, you know? People... Well, that was the
0: thing. If you were eating at Kent Market 2, which was the <laughs> upstairs cafeteria, which like, that's a stupid name in retrospect, but like, yeah. uh, if you were eating at the cafeteria and somebody kind of knew you and you were in like a group, they would sit with you, you know? Mm-hmm. There was no boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So uh, that was just such those, and those lunches lasted like years. Like we did those, twenty sixteen, they lasted into twenty, like the second next semester, and into twenty seventeen. Um, I we hung out before we saw, we saw Hillary Clinton, that can't <laughs> together, <laughs> but we had lunch at KM two first.
1: Yes, I remember. Wow,
0: I have a picture from that day of you you stole Cameron's phone. I don't know if he went with us, but he was there that day and you stole his phone and made like took a selfie and made a stupid face. But I took a picture of you taking the selfie and it's such a classic. And that's, there's just so many positive memories around that time. But those lunches are absolutely like, those are so valuable to me. And like, I, I'm happy now and we're living wonderful lives, but like, I would love to relive those days.
1: Yeah. It was really, oh my gosh. (laughs) That's so funny because it's like, I don't remember – like, that version of me is, like, a different girl, you know what I mean? Like, she was yeah. a lot more outgoing. She was just having a good time. There she is. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like – and it's so cliche, but it's like you really don't understand the things, the moment that you're in until after it's passed, you know, yeah. like you can look back at stuff and, and long for it again um, and want to like relive it or, or see it again through like the eyes that you have now. Um, but it's, it's it's to me, it's almost impossible to appreciate a moment when you're in it. I, I only ever feel like I can appreciate things after they're done. Um, not to get like existential or sad or anything, but that's. No, but
0: it's true. Those lunches were so normal to us at the time. And now I'm just like. The concept of having, like, a weekly lunch with somebody is not that crazy. I mean, we see each other every week now. Right. This show is, like, a perfect connecting tissue for us. But, like, the thought of eating lunch in the same place and, like, random people appearing and joining <laughs> every time, basically. Yeah. That's such a foreign concept now. And that's not something we could have appreciated then because we were just – it was you were accustomed to it. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, it's hard not to get it a little existential.
1: Yeah, it is. It is
0: hard. Um, there's a lot of in-between before the next, like, chunk of our of our history as pals because uh, it kind of was cyclical, you know? We went to lunch all the time. We hung out all the time. We went to Quaker Steak in the basement of the uh, student center way more than a human being should. <laughs> We're all going to develop diseases in, like, 15 years, and they're going to string it back to that Quaker Steak.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for the lawsuit money to come in.
0: Yeah, we will all have the same – like. You and I, I think I ate Quaker steak probably four times a week at least. Oh my least. God, wow. Did you not? How You had to have eaten it a lot. Uh, probably like twice
1: a week, I would say.
0: I feel like everybody goes on like a Friday. Right, because they had
1: karaoke. And then,
0: right, and then I went twice a week for Camus, so that's three times minimum. And then there would always be like somebody who was like, do you want to grab food at Quaker? Because it yeah. was the sit-down restaurant.
1: Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it was more than twice a week.
0: It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Oh, karaoke. Why'd you have to bring that up? <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a story related to karaoke that I want to tell about you. Oh no. Am I allowed to tell? It's uh, it happened on the on the third floor at a Smash tournament. I think after. Oh. Karaoke. Am I allowed to tell it?
1: <laughs> yeah, you can tell it.
0: <laughs> okay. 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 So. Oh no! No no. This is every week they had smash tournaments uh, at Kent and I was like sort of an attendee. I was friends with like, uh, Ryan Murphy, like I said. Um, and then my friend, my good friend Shay, and then Alex Wadley would go to these, these smash tournaments every week. Um, and that was in the big time of smash four. And there was this, this other person who I'll choose not to name, but a young, a young, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I would be shocked if he was listening, but if he is, he might not remember. So it's okay. Um, this young man who was there, um, all the time and he was also big at karaoke everybody knew him at karaoke cuz he loved to sing every week um and he was you know an attractive young man he
1: was like tangentially friends with us like he was oh, friends of a friend
0: yeah he was good friends with Ryan Murphy so right. i knew him that way right but
1: and i knew him through you through Ryan
0: yes uh anyway so um and this is long before Kelly's uh long-term committed relationship <clears throat> just to be clear but uh Kelly was a little smitten with him. <laughs> oh, this is bad. <laughs> um and so he's coming up before his game, before his smash game and he's like, "Oh, like I got and Kelly you're like, "Oh, you got. You'll do great." You're just trying to be like nice but also like you're smitten so you're a little embarrassed. And he's like, "Yeah, I got to get in the zone, get in the auto zone." And then he looks at me and he's like, "Get in the Kelly zone." And you like, giggle with like a snort and you just go i know a lot about that it that because i'm i'm kelly (laughs) 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 and that was not me messing it up that she said it horribly and then he was i think that may have uh slightly eliminated his flirt because he didn't know what to say then
1: (laughs) Uh, i truly i
0: love I love bringing that trauma back up.
1: When I tell you guys I have zero <laughs> game absolutely, I am not lying. Like, the reality is I am in the relationship I am now. I'm very happy. We've been together for a long time. That was pure luck. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I don't know how it's still happening. I uh, I am not good at um, uh, um
0: Getting flirting. in the zone?
1: <laughs> well, I- I'm always in the zone <laughs> because I'm Kelly you didn't know,
0: and like his his line wasn't that good, but your response was right. just
1: right whew. it was rough
0: and yeah, you know what's love- funny
1: is this is a continuing trend. it's like and and it's like every person that I had a crush on had some had some horrible story of me saying something <laughs> just incredibly stupid. and I'm sure Andrew got to witness quite a few of that.
0: Yeah, well, because Kelly and I have always been entirely platonic, which means I get to be there at every phase watching her crushes. <laughs> and I am, I, you know, like, I'm so happy for you and that you're married. But, like, if you were single for life, I would be entertained forever. <sighs> so I'm glad you're not for your sake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, you know, we kind of finished up our dorm days. Uh, my second year, I lived in in Stofer, which is the same place Kelly lived her first year, and then where you moved to Centennial B. Yes, yep. Which is you know you went you moved to a different dorm with Lydia, uh, who we mentioned earlier, and um, so we still saw each other plenty, but we didn't live as close of proximity, and you didn't have a reason to be in Olson every single waking moment anymore. Um, nor, nor I was there definitely a lot more than you, but still we saw each other plenty. Um, I cannot pinpoint even the semester that it happened, but I know cast of us had some struggles, um, because it changed times, which made it difficult for everybody to be there. Um, so I feel like cast of us as, as valuable as it was. And I think ultimately it served as a precursor to what we're doing right now in a lot of ways. Um, I do think it kind of fizzled out at that phase. Um, you can't pin, can you pinpoint the time? Cause I can't, that no, it happened. I couldn't, okay. I could not. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was it for that show. But still, I I value those times very highly. The many many hours we spent in that little radio studio were extremely positive. I don't think anybody listened to that. We had like one listener usually, um, but it was fun, and that's okay. Yeah. Listeners are not the reason to do things as much as having fun doing it. Yeah. So, uh, 2017, late 2017, Kelly followed me. Uh, oh. No, we both independently decided to move to Eagles Landing, which is a an apartment complex in Kent, uh, a cesspit, if you will. <laughs> that yeah. place is pretty pretty nasty. Yeah, I will. Um,
1: yeah,
0: but it's fine. It was a great time. To- well, it was a time. Let's think about um, the
1: pool at Eagles Landing.
0: Ugh, the pool <laughs> was like a swamp. It had like a green, a green like thick layer on top of it that you'd have to like get through. Yeah. And they'd clean it once a year. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, it's beautiful. And then it'd be crazy busy for like a week and then it would turn green. Uh, nobody used that pool. No. Remember the game room? Did you ever go in there?
1: I don't. Uh, maybe. But I It was like
0: right by the pool.
1: Yeah. I think I, I don't know. I can't remember.
0: I went in there once. It had like a pool table, but you had to go get stuff from the office, which meant you could only use it from like 9 to 3 p.m like 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on weekdays. It's like, well, that's stupid. And I had a TV with like a torn HDMI cord and no power cord um, and like disgusting couches. Nobody went there. It was disgusting and weird. Um, But Eagle's Landing was like really formative in a lot of ways still. Uh, Kelly and I, again, we were both kind of living our own lives, busy with college, different things, and didn't have as much of a reason to see each other. But we definitely made time every week. I think we went to Wendy's every week, right? Like, we—I know we got meals every week, but wasn't it always Wendy's?
1: <sighs> we went to Wendy's a lot. I don't know if it was always Wendy's,
0: but it was regularly Wendy's. But it was
1: Wendy's <laughs> quite often.
0: And like in retrospect, I'm like, "What? That's so stupid." But I'm glad we did it.
1: You know what I remember? It was your birthday, um, and we went. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have been day the same time. As the solar eclipse. And me, you, and Cameron all went to Penn Station, and we all Uh got lunch together, and then we all went and looked at the eclipse, and it was kind of underwhelming.
0: Yeah, well, because a cloud went over it right as it happened. Yeah, but I remember the shadows
1: looked really weird, and that was kind of fun. Yeah.
0: Well, it was actually really good in the sense that none of us had the proper protective eye equipment. Yeah. Um, You had sunglasses, so all of us kind of borrowed yours to look. Yeah. But the cloud going over it right at that time meant the effect wasn't extreme but we got to look at it and I, yeah you were right it like got like weirdly quiet because all the birds stopped chirping for a minute
1: yeah
0: it was trippy but I remember that day very fondly because that was right at the beginning of eagle's landing um it was it was a good time mm-hmm. like I said uh it, it was it's a kind of a hard time to pinpoint as many stories because we basically just hung out and chatted every week which was fantastic but nothing. As far as I can remember, unless you have some memories, nothing really crazy happened.
1: No, that was when I was in Eagle's Landing. That was my last year of college. Um, So that was like the beginning of that was just a lot of like focus, 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 because that first part of your last year, in my opinion, is the most crazy. That's when you really have to like get it done. And then the last part of your last year can either be more of the same or it can be a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. So there was a lot. I was just trying to get knocked out before the end, um, yeah. and you know, that sort of led to to the end of my time in school because I had. I mean, at the time, I had an internship too that mm-hmm. was taking up a lot of my time. I remember for whatever reason, that's when I played Persona Five. It was like towards the end of twenty of. Um, Towards the end of the semester in 2018, like, towards my graduation. Yeah, you were, like, exactly –
0: you were, like, a year behind.
1: Yeah. So I was, like, playing so much Persona 5. (laughs) And and then I graduated. And that was it. And I was done. And it was time for me to leave. And I left. And, you know, when you graduate, you leave a lot of things behind. I mean – people in college maybe don't necessarily and this kind of goes back to what i was saying earlier you don't necessarily appreciate what you have when you're in it Mm -hmm. you can only really show real true appreciation when you don't have it anymore like after the fact um so people in college maybe don't realize how convenient it is how nice it is to just be able to like see your friends regularly to live close to them um to just call on them and be like, "Hey, let's go do this right now," no biggie. And you could, and it was fine. I feel like that part of my life, I was the most outgoing I have ever been, and I probably ever will be again. I've become yeah. a bit of a homebody. I mean, I would blame some of that on COVID too, but, um, yeah. and that was 2018. So I graduated. I, I moved back home with my parents. Um, you know, I, I 2018 was actually a little bit wonky for me because I moved back to Kent in the fall. Um and I was working a job that I absolutely hated. I was working at Starbucks. I was gonna
0: I, say, was that the Starbucks in Stowe?
1: Yeah. I would so I worked at a Starbucks in Stowe, uh, not to dox myself or that Starbucks, but it was <laughs> Maybe like you don't live there. <laughs> I the, the the store opened at four thirty in the morning. We had to be there a half hour before open. And I lived about twenty minutes away. Ugh. well 15 on a good day yeah and uh it, i would just have to wake up at like 3 30 in the morning to get ready um and it was terrible it was awful i was not getting enough sleep i was barely doing anything i remember playing red dead redemption 2 oh yeah and that was like my only solace and then i or solace i guess sorry dragon age brain <laughs> um but i also uh uh remember playing kingdom hearts three during that time Uh. um in that little apartment that me and my and and reed shared um and then i moved back home uh with my parents because i didn't really have any reason to be in kent anymore and it was just the the job was just draining me it wasn't good for me like physically it was not good for me um and really at the time I felt like I didn't even see my friends very much um, because everybody was busy. I mean, you guys were still in school. Uh, But, you know, it's just one of those things that it's like, even though maybe it wasn't the most fun and exciting part of my life, there were, there were glimmers of like, of, of, of goodness. Like I was still close to everybody. So we did still get to hang out and, like, the games that I played at the time were so. I mean, like, like I said, like, Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. And I played so much of it. And it was truly, like... Uh, I, I, I had so much fun playing that game. And I still play it. And I still get... Maybe not nostalgic for that time. But it's just a comfortable game for me. Like, it's comforting. Because it comforted yeah. me then. Um,
0: That's a very comforting game, which is crazy. Because it's not... It shouldn't thematically be comforting, but it is.
1: Yeah. And I guess... Like, at that time in my life, my anxiety was really bad, too. Like, I have a lot of, like, health anxiety, um, and I just, like, wasn't seeing a doctor. I wasn't seeing a dentist. I wasn't seeing an eye doctor. I was just, like, existing, literally, Um, which was contributing to my health anxiety, which was contributing to my anxiety. So, you know, after graduation, I think everybody feels a little bit lost. I think mine, I felt a little bit lost um, for a long time. And I don't know if you experienced the same thing when you graduated.
0: Mine was a little less linear. I've definitely had phases of that because I got in my college experience. So I graduated a year after Kelly in 2019. And like my last quote unquote semester of school, I didn't have any classes um, because I my advisor put me like a full semester ahead without telling me. So as I got close, I was like, okay, what classes do I need with my advisor? And she was like, you don't know. You're done next year. And I was just like, oh, that's not good. Mm-hmm. That's not what I wanted. Um, but I still wanted to be around. So I decided instead of doing like a summer internship like most people do, that I was going to find an internship in my last semester. So I worked at a job January to May um, as an intern but still lived in Kent. And because it was an internship I wasn't working super consistently so I was you know still seeing a lot of people to try to live that college experience as much as I could um but then when I graduated literally one week later I started I started that job as a job instead of an internship um so it was almost like I didn't have time to get lost and my college experience almost like faded out because of that weird last semester um and like it kind of sucked cuz everybody else was in classes and I wasn't and like there's nothing fun about like homework and stuff but the the experience of doing classes and stuff it's it's sad to lose that um so that that was just it was just peculiar and weird um i mean it was good to not have homework anymore but i didn't get that lost feeling until like i mean it, it would have been years later because i was happy with that job until covid hit and then there was a lot of struggles and you know because of covid i was like well i don't need to be looking for like a regular job i just need to be making money until covid's over Mm -hmm. so i was like doing things like i was doing uber eats deliveries um i had like some i had some personal struggles that were going on around that same time um 2020 was like a fine year for me until like the end and then everything kind of came to a head where like my personal stuff was going very poorly and like my my professional stuff was going very poorly because I was like, oh, this is not, like, just going to end one day. Um, and, like, now I, I have a very different job and, like, I'm still kind of figuring out adulthood and that's, like, a, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that and figuring out my personal life and stuff, but it's almost like, I mean, to tie it back, there's there's those connective tissues that, like, thankfully, I think graduating college... Um, sorry I'm talking circles but like you talked about like how you can't appreciate things till they're over Mm -hmm. and I like 90% agree with you but the things that I'm able to are like video games because you know those are a constant and you and this friendship and this 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 podcast because I you know you'll lose a lot when you graduate and now I'm able to step back and be like what did I keep what Mm -hmm. did I what didn't I lose um, and I think it was also kind of hard because I, I mean, our friendship didn't go away by any stretch. Kelly and I just didn't have the ability to see each other as much because of right after graduation, we were both busy. I think that year that you lived in Kent, we still saw each other like every week or two. Um, but then once I graduated, it was a lot harder. Um, and then COVID hit. And that was just like, we only had knew how to see each other in person. So When COVID hit, it was like, well, that's a pause on that. Um, And then once things kind of started to die down, we're like, oh, let's get let's hang out. So we hung out. It was uh, April of 2021 to jump forward a little bit. And uh, Kelly and I probably hung out a couple times. Maybe I think this might have been actually the first time we hung out post COVID. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I had like a small gathering right before this, but you and I hung out one on one and got dinner. We got it. We got some sushi in Cleveland. Um, And I had been thinking um, about. So it's funny because the the thing was Last of Us Part One, which at the time was not called that. There were just rumors of a Last of Us remake. And I'm like, that's insane. That's so silly and so stupid. (laughs) And I wanted to, like, talk to somebody about it. In, like, a controlled setting almost. Right. And I'm like, what if I did, like. Because I was was there's another video game podcast I listened to called Filthy Casuals, which um, I had been listening to for like a year. I started them in covid because I would take walks, not with them, but like listen to them while I was taking walks. And it was just like a nice little comfort. Um, But I was like, I want to do that. And like I didn't we the format's similar in the sense that like we talk about what we play. But this show's kind of more focused on news. And I wanted to do something like that. And, you know, the person I wanted to do it with was Kelly. Like, if it wasn't Kelly, it wasn't happening. I didn't, there was, it was just, you know, the way we bounce off each other. I was like, this is a perfect dynamic. We kind of had that experience with cast of us, but it was so, so big. And I'm like, I think a more personal one-on-one approach would be the way to go. So at this dinner, I'm like, hey, what if this, what if talking games? And I don't, I think we may have come up with a name at that dinner, but if not soon after, um, what if this happened? What if we tried this? And, you know, we did. And God, please don't go listen to those first couple episodes because <laughs> they're interesting. Yeah. I actually I found a the YouTube unlisted YouTube upload of our like test episode, oh. which we called episode zero at the time. Um, oh, boy.
1: I was recording on a headset like I was using the microphone from a headset to record. Yeah. If that helps, we, if that gives you any indication of the audio quality of my recording.
0: We also just sound like scared to speak too loudly. (laughs) Like we are so monotone the whole time.
1: Yeah, I was. Well, I was living with my parents (laughs) at the time too, so it was like. Oh yeah. My own space. space. Um, And
0: it it starts with the hello, but like it it's not the hello everyone. It starts with like, hey, um, everyone, this is uh, (laughs) and there's just so much uncertainty. It's hilarious, but, you know, I've said it before on, like, different anniversaries. I think I usually say it, like, at the end of the year, after game of the year, but, like, this podcast is such an important part of my week, you know? It, like, reconnects me to video games, reconnects me to my passion, and, I mean, most importantly, to our friendship. Um. Mm -hmm. I just getting to to talk to somebody that you care about every week because you know I I love all of my friends and I know a bunch of friends are listening like uh I mean biggest shout out to like Jacob and Cameron who li- I know listen every week and they will they will text us about it and talk to us about <laughs> what we're talking about you know yeah um but like anybody who's ever listened uh I appreciate immensely I just I just feel so lucky to have this outlet, to have this opportunity and to be able to talk video games, you know, to talk games.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to put in words. Like, even if we were just speaking into the void, um, mm-hmm. which we're not, but even if we were just speaking to the void, it, will, it would have all been worth it. Um, just because, it, it, like you were saying, it's just... It's just nice to talk to someone who's on the same wavelength as you, and like, um, like, it's hard to describe, but it provides so much so much structure to like my week and my life, and you know, everybody whenever they see their friends who they haven't seen in a while, they all goes, oh, we have to do this, we have to do that, we have to stay in touch, blah blah blah, and it's like sometimes those friendships fall by the wayside because. You don't – when you become an adult, sometimes you just don't have the time. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, dedicating that time every week to just, like, talking about video games with you, um, I've been so incredibly grateful for, not only because I get to talk, which, you know, I love to do, but also because I get to talk to you um, and with you, which I also love to do. Um, And, like, the listeners, I just feel like it's so – It always makes me, like, we joke and we laugh and, you know, whatever, blah, 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 when we get texts from, like, Cameron or Jacob. But it's, like, knowing that someone has taken the time out of their day to listen to you talk um, about something that you're passionate about and something that you care about. It's, like, I can never, like, ever properly describe how grateful and thankful I am for something like that because everybody... And I've been very existential these past three episodes. But everybody <laughs> on earth, we have such a limited amount of time here to dedicate any of that to someone else and to into listening to them. Even if it's just like casual, which I'm sure it is. But even when it's casual, it's like it's so – it makes me feel so – my heart is warmed. Um, I'm just – I feel incredibly grateful for this – uh, podcast and this time and your friendship and the listeners and i i don't know what else to say i feel like i just you know everything comes full circle eventually and i feel like this is like one of those full circle moments i mean we'd, we've we been doing this for 100 episodes now it's like Jeez. if you would have told me that we would have got to 100 at the beginning i wouldn't have believed you because it was like you know, you try things and maybe things don't work out or you try things and maybe you get dejected and you're kind of like, oh, well, you know, we'll get back to it, whatever. Um, but as someone who sometimes has a hard time staying on path with something, um, doing this podcast for 100 episodes has 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 um, has been really fulfilling for me because sometimes I have a hard time finishing things and sometimes I have a hard time you know, maintaining things. So maintaining routines, I guess. So being able to do that here has been really a joy for me personally.
0: Well, Kelly made me shed one tear. (laughs) I I hid behind, I have like a little uh, pop filter and I don't, I don't even know if Kelly noticed that I was leaning behind it. That was not just comfortable. That was me uh, hiding my face out of shame. No shame. Cause I, cause I cried just a little, um, It's good to cry. Crying's good for you. I cry a lot, but I try not to do it when I'm on microphone on a recorded, published setting. Well,
1: that's okay. It's the 100th episode. If you're not allowed to cry during this episode, (laughs) then you're not ever allowed to cry.
0: Yeah, I mean, you said it just... You hit the nail on the head. I, I I knew we were doing something special pretty early on. I would say, like, month three or four was when I realized, like, oh, this is, like, really something that we're not just... we're not just making this for no reason this is good this is really good stuff Mm -hmm. and you said it too if nobody listened i wouldn't care because it's about how we feel about the content and also a good excuse to talk every week about something we both know a lot about and care a lot about so yeah i don't i mean sorry audience but I'm, I'm gonna say it I have appreciation for the audience immense endless appreciation and I will never be able to thank them enough but even more so uh, I have the greatest of appreciation for my as I said perfect co-host <laughs> and one of the, the best friends I could possibly ask for in the world Kelly because like I mean you you talk to me every week and just doing that is big enough but the fact that I said the silly idea i said what if we did a podcast every week and you said let's try it let's go for it um, <laughs> and we committed and we i mean there's so many people try podcasts i want to see what percentage make it to episode 100 you know yeah. like we really we have committed to this so so extremely and i'm so proud of what everything we've done yeah. and the amount of like the sheer quantity of news and video games we have covered in the <laughs> past Two and change years and 99 episodes before this. I just couldn't be happier. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly.
1: Thank you, Andrew. Now I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I feel the same. I feel like I, uh, I couldn't do this without you. So I'm very appreciative of you and your time and your friendship. It has changed my life for the better.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do it I'm on the, the, audience, the audience does <laughs> audience is just like shut up we don't care about your emotions <laughs> <laughs> they're just like tell us about video game news yeah no i think the people that listen to this podcast do care about i mean we're not trying to establish some parasocial relationship but we are simply trying to tell you about you know all these different things all these different video games all the news and yep. the fact that we get to do that is so exciting. And thank you. Thank you so much for letting us do it.
1: Thank you, everybody. And with that, I will give you a hearty bye.